1: Hello, hello, and welcome, or should I say welcome back, to the Indie Football Podcast. Uh, a busy weekend of football, a full house today, uh, so I'll not waste any time in the introductions. I'll just get it started. Is uh, Miguel Delaney to my left, Jonathan Lou directly opposite me. Um, I have accidentally just compared his wife to a Nazi. That's uh, something for off-air conversations. Uh, so but HR, he's now forgiven me. But HR, <laughs> HR are fine with it. And uh, and Jack Pitt Brook, who, uh, an amazing twist. Was the late one today?
2: Yeah, I know. I'm. Uh, I'm disappointed in myself. I've let myself down. I've let my family down. Uh, I'm gonna have to somehow win back the respect of the fans. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do like a an open letter, which is written as like a note on my on my t- t- twone, on my phone. On your twine. And, th- and then I'm gonna tweet it. Yeah, that's well, uh, the only way to do it. Apologising yeah. to the fans because that is actually the only way. To atone for anything you yeah, do wrong, that, 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 that is the I'll optimum pro- way to express I'll contrition. P- I might, <laughs> I, then I will probably follow it up with an Instagram post of me looking really sad, <laughs> uh, and I'll repeat the text from the notes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I will offer back money to any fans who travelled to download. Yeah, this I always podcast.
1: remember to praise the fans, by the way. yeah fans mean, were amazing. we
3: will we will wear T-shirts with your face on it. Uh, you know, as a kind of gesture of support for the in Support
1: of racists.
3: <laughs> That's the joke.
1: Ah. Uh, <laughs> Very good, very good start. Uh, if in case you hadn't noticed, we can, we can uh, cut all that. We can cut all there that. There wasn't a load of good football this weekend. Um, there is no football. Well, at the
2: there I was didn't. in the um, Bostick Premier Division play. There wasn't Boston,
1: Oh, you know, if you want, we'll get to that later on because I know you're probably <laughs> dying mean, to talk about it. I didn't uh, watch a
2: second of uh, of Barclays this weekend. Did I'm you? Too, I'm too real for that now. No,
1: no, right. Barclays injected straight into your veins. Pure Barclays. It started, it started on Friday night as well. Brighton beating Man United. I forgot uh, about that actually. It feels it feels a long time ago.
0: <laughs> really, does, is that? Um, <laughs> was that last season?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it might well be Anthony Martial and Marcus Rashford's last game for Man United if, if things keep going the way they are. I don't think Rashford.
0: I uh, think uh, Rashford will be all right. Although it's not great there. Um, Congratulations to Brighton, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Actually, I mean, they got second team, aren't they, Ed? Yeah, I, I think they've they've done a great job. I've got a good friend who works for them, so I, I don't wish them any ill. Uh, and they bought well, and they you know they survived on a pretty small budget. Uh, doesn't mean they're safe next year or the year after, but they've done a good job so far. And considering they had a heinous run in, like the, the last five games were all against like top six c- clubs, um, I think the fact that Man City ran away with the league has been a huge boost to them this season, and maybe. Next year, the cards won't fall quite nicely, but they're a club that recruits well, so I think that will probably be all right.
0: Yeah, Chrissy Uton, done well again. Yep. Solid, solid manager. Everyone
1: seems to like Chrissy Uton. Um, I've never had much to do with him, but everyone that's had dealings with him likes to talk about how great a guy he is. Yeah, the Steve Stammers, Henry Winters of this world. Um, any other thoughts on, on United Friday night? Did you watch it?
0: Yeah, what was, uh, what was, could I was. I had it on the background when I was doing something else. Um, <laughs> don't, make, don't make that face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, have you got no more, to, uh, no more thoughts on Manchester United um, well,
0: Martial like, yeah, um, yeah give I, us Martial give, give do, us, give us, be us be a gossip give us I'd for his the future there I'm back we we'll probably have a line today uh, Mourinho he's too good would be very open to uh, well, he's been really frustrated with Martial over the past few days thinks he should have taken his chance the comments after the match were very conspicuous Um about how, like this is why Lukaku always plays the
1: people always say to me why always Lukaku why yeah. not these other guys and then he kind of had a go at journalists for asking him that question in the yeah. first place and that he sees them in training etc <laughs> but he's like this is why Lukaku this is why always Lukaku
0: a friend of the podcast uh John Bruin had a good tweet that on Friday night where basically he said um it is amazing how often Mourinho predicts the future in these things but only only he only, only tells, tells you afterwards yeah, yeah. yeah no it's true
1: yeah he, he does have a a gift, let's say.
0: <laughs> if I mean, from what I've heard, Mourinho would of course be open to uh, offloading Martial for Willian plus money. And I, I think that'd be such a good deal for Chelsea. I mean, Willian's a good player. I think William's excellent. Yeah, he's excellent. But I mean, taking into account of his age, I think Martial has a much higher ceiling as a player. All right, he's it's still potential. But like, how old I mean, is Willian?
2: In now? a Chelsea squad that looks that has been looking really old in the yeah, last exactly, year or two, exactly. and which needs an injection of. You know, exciting attacking players, but to, given yeah. that Murata's not convinced yeah. yet,
0: I think Martial could be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, mm. well, you don't know, would he play in that same don't position? The as not he's going to be either on the left, was, of, the, on the left uh, of the front three. I suppose he could alternate. I mean, Martial. I think we've all been a little bit because Mourinho has such a specific approach for forwards, or such specific requirements of them that it kind of, and because Martial has to fit into that, then you kind of forget how. Versatile Martial can be going forward, or what he, what he can what he can do is regarded. Like. think yeah. mean, he's you know. not had
3: anything like a proper a proper run of games to yeah. build. He's, he's, been, he's been three games in, three games out, and mm. and it's almost as if you need to build momentum in a position to perform at your best at it.
1: Yeah. There are plenty of and clubs that want him though, right? I mean, they, I think they'll be queuing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Spurs have been in for him in the past, haven't they? Yeah, U. But you feel like he. Uh, I mean, I guess if they if they're interested in, in talking to Chelsea about it, then maybe they would be. But I would have thought that United would just want to get him out of the Premier League. So just to, it just lessens the embarrassment when he eventually comes good, right?
0: Well, and the, uh, although I mean, so they what the Mourinho wants a player off Chelsea and William and then he likes a player off Spurs and Alderweireld. So,
1: but that is easier because of the contract oh, yeah, situation. Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. There's a year left, is that on Toby? No, yourself? so he
2: he's got a clause which kicks in in the summer. His current contract goes up to 2020, but there's a 25 million release clause which kicks in in the summer of 2019. That's what been that trying being to get the done. case, okay. like that, the argument goes that Spurs are better off selling him for 40 now than 25 next year. Yes. And that's why Spurs are probably going to get pushed into it given that Toby said there is, you know, he's not going to sign anything they put in front of him
1: yet. Uh, and, and fair play to him. He's, you know, he's, he's played well, I guess, and you earn a, a move and more money for your family and whatever. Um, United story will be out later on today on the website yeah. independent.co.uk slash football. Uh, if you don't follow Miguel already on Twitter then it's uh, probably best that you don't. <laughs> um, on Saturday Stoke were relegated. I can't remember a time when the, ni- the team in 19th was relegated before the team in 20th. Anyone seen that before?
0: In the Premier no. League? No. no. Not not to my memory. No. I
1: mean a tiny detail and a very pointless well, one that no one's going to care them, about.
0: Well, huh? West Brown went ahead of them.
1: Um, but when Stoke were relegated yeah. at about Two thirty PM on Saturday, they were nineteenth, but they were relegated, and West Brom would blow them with an extra game. Yeah, who who can still survive? And, and indeed, West Brom ended up winning, right? They I'm sure that happened.
0: Southampton, Southampton, Southampton worst it to go down, which is obviously still possible. Um, you would say they are one of the best squads to go down in Premier League history. It where, where do Stoke stand in that regard?
2: I'd say that uh, Stoke, would up, dread I think, on Saturday. I think they've got a few. Arguably, Shakiri and Joe yeah. Allen are amongst the yeah. two best players shot, to be relegated. Not, s- solid not for me. Uh, like uh, uh, no. Shawcross was good a few years ago. I think he's mm. not as good now as he was. Okay, Shawcross is yeah. a, ba- he's had a-, has had a that's bad That's why they season. keep buying centre backs. Mm. Zuma, Martin Zindi. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd recruitment. Say, lo- the last two summers of recruitment have been poor. Yeah. Joe Allen and Shakiri could play for top six teams, mm. or they could be in top six squads.
0: The other, the other side of it as well is like, I mean, when Lambert came in, one of the big things I'd heard he did was fitness. Double sessions yeah. get ha- hammering in that regard and then what happens crunch time of the season the amount of late goals they concede
1: yeah, yeah. they I mean I, I've not seen a load of stoke in the last kind of two months <coughs> under Lambert but they were dismal they were they were really bad they they just didn't not a case they, they went ahead through a lucky goal basically deflected free kick and then just cacked themselves they just didn't look like a team that had any idea of how yeah. to play football and, Sh- and Shakira is obviously the most talented player they have but not, it, not, it never really looked like coming together. The goals no, I was, they conceded were were
3: just absolutely abominable for for a team that. I mean, I think the first goal they ended up getting countered like four on four or something, or, or maybe even four on. I five. think they're and, outnumbered and, at one 0 up, and, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. And you've got you've got um, you know, you're you're ahead in a game, you absolutely have to win, and you're getting countered four on four, and you still can't prevent the shot. Yeah. I
2: was spe- I was speaking to a um, a former Stoke player recently, and he said that he thinks the problem is that like, the downside of Mark Hughes's uh, changing the club and transition to this more attacking side of players is that they lost all the really good characters that helped knit the dressing room together. And even players like Glenn Whelan and John Walters, who weren't necessarily mm. first teams anymore. Lost summer, yeah. Yeah, like selling those two meant that all that kind of core from the Pulis era had kind of gone, basically, except for I think Adam and Crouch, mm. who had certainly fringe and figures. And yeah, and Shawcross. But that meant that with the new players coming in, there's like you kind of get this at uh, uh, Arsenal, people would say, yeah. when the, all the senior players left, is that there's no one really to enforce the standards. And you've got, you know, Peter's had disciplinary problems, Berrino's had disciplinary pro- problems, uh, Heze's barely been there all year. They've had all kind of, there's kind of problems that don't ha- happen in a kind of, uh, inverted commas, good dressing room. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you see
3: Butlin's quotes? N- no. Basically, Butlin said that the uh, the recruitment had been farcical. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and, he, and he, like, he literally named about Uh, well he didn't know he didn't know but he he talked about seven or eight players that had been signed without any real clear reason of of, you know what they were meant to be doing there it's absolutely extraordinary what Butler was saying. so he he was he was clearly talking about people like like Hesse like uh, Bojan or you know Imbula Afalai Afalai he's gone missing again as well you know and, and it was like I couldn't quite believe it when I, I, was, I was trying to find the source. I, I think it was literally just—I um, think it was literally just you know mixed zone afterwards. Um, and there's clearly a huge amount of anger in that squad about people who have come in on what would have, one would imagine are massively inflated wages to what your Whelans and your Wilkinsons mm. would have been on, and just haven't haven't pulled their weight. It's kind of like it's interesting because it sums up a really
2: big problem that, for example, Burnley I think will probably have eventually, which is when you have a team based on. Uh, hard working british players who don't uh, who are not earning that much money, but there's a lot of unity between them and then when you try and transition from that into buying better foreign players uh to play a more expansive style of play, how do you make that balance work and you know Stokes seemed to do it quite well because they came ninth three years in a row and yet now they're they they have been relegated, which shows i guess to Burnley who might you know who may in a few years get bored of what they 've got now and want to go in a different direction. Yeah like the the possible pitfalls of that kind of transformation
3: the counterpoint being that burnley have shown this season that you don't need to do that to finish best of the rest essentially and if, if right, you kind of right. if you gonna kind of limit your, your your horizons and think we want to finish seventh
0: do you think burnley is sustainable though no not for me and i don't, I don't, I don't th- even i don't even mean sustainable in terms of getting seventh again but I'd say like top half or
1: well the, the, the thing for me is um and you see this with, with clubs that come up right you come up and you stay up for one two hmm. seasons in like the second third season players that are coming in to be first team regulars expect a certain level of salary mm. basically and if you're not paying it then there'll be another team that will yeah so you have to eventually get in line with the salary expectations of the league um if you don't you can you can try and do it you can try and nickel and dime it with guys on on 40 grand a week which I know for me and you is like a sensational amount of money but for premier league footballers is a pretty poor wage these guys on on 40 grand a week might not be good enough and then you go down because you haven't got a, enough quality in the squad you know like um i think stoke is an interesting one because stoke had the, the the similar sort of model to burnley yeah and they tried to expand it out and palace did the same they brought in joan Cabaye, and Cabaye really could have been a turning point for the worse it could you could easily see how yeah. that one didn't work out and it spirals downwards and they kind of got it with penteke penteke is the highest paid player in the history of the club he's getting 130 odd grand a week. And he's had a terrible season. We scored like three goals in the Premier League. And so now you can't shift him. So you're stuck with the player, but you can't shift him. And fortunately, they survived this year. But the whole point is you're going to keep building up the wage bill. The wage bill gets bigger every Mm. year that you stay in the Premier League, basically. And it's it's impossible to not play along with that. So Burnley are going to have to bring in guys on the big wages. And then you look at the guys who perform every week and it's like, okay, well, they want that money as well. You know, like guys who came to Palace on two grand a week yeah, like yeah. Joel Ward and now getting you know much bigger salaries and it's one of the, the problems with being a surviving club basically is that yeah. you have to get in line with the Premier League which means you expose yourself financially it's just impossible to that's carry where you, on that's
3: why you need good coaching a, a good coach to, to plug the gap basically to bridge the gulf mm, between complete, between expectation yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: yeah. B- yeah. Burnley did sell <laughs> Andre Gray and Michael Keane <laughs> last year to you know who I'm sure will have been attracted to the salaries and offer at Everton and Watford and the team's got better in their absence. And obviously, you can't do that forever, like yeah. Sir, like Southampton has shown. But um, I mean, and actually, Southampton is another example of the same point: a team based on a kind of British core, which has brought in more and more foreign players.
3: Yeah, um, they, they have. Rec- I mean, they they have tried to recruit. I think from you know basically from from the English leagues. I mean, so Chris Wood, you know, was it Leeds?
1: Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. experience.
3: And they basically the they, they they tried to sign players that that will fit into that existing
1: existing kind of culture, I guess. Jonathan Walters, I think, is a good sign. He's you know. a good signing, yeah. I mean
3: he he probably doesn't do much, but he's he's there and he's you know he's maintaining maintaining standards. But well, if he's
1: on the bench, you know, it's a guy they spent three million pounds on or something like that. you know, really kind of nominal fee really in the Premier League. You don't get much for three million pounds. Um which is why Pascal Gross was so good for Brighton. But they're getting Jonathan Walters, even if he only plays twenty five minutes off the bench and occasionally starts a league game, you know that he's gonna follow Sean Dyche's orders to the mm. letter. Great and for
0: dressing room Walters as well. Precisely, exactly.
1: and, and and Matty Etherington was saying the same sort of points that y- you made about Stoke Jack after the yeah. game, after they'd been relegated. He, he looked at the transfers in, transfers out, and the guys that have come in, like in Bueller and all these players who just, basically, and, and what Butland said, they're not even here. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's not even that they're not yeah. performing. They're Afili's not even been here.
2: Asked, was a, Lambert asked Appleby, Champions League winner, uh, not not to come in <laughs> anymore. Don't come to training anymore, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that is wild that you've got supposedly high-quality players who are getting paid like decent beam and they're doing nothing. Okay. They're doing nothing as the club slides into the championship. Now, I think Stoke is a pretty, apart from the recruitment which has gone awry in the last couple of years, it's a pretty well-run club. Um The Coates family fairly level-headed and they've mm. got some, I mean, you don't know what the squad's going to look like in the championship. They'll lose Butland, you'd expect, almost certainly. Yeah. Where do you think he'd go? Who's looking for a goalkeeper? West Ham. There's no one higher up the league that's looking for a goalkeeper.
0: Huh? Liverpool, potentially. I mean, the way that way he Liverpool would do Liverpool, There was a link there, Butland, And, mm. and, then, and the then... Arsenal.
1: I mean, uh, they might lose Shaqiri. Watford. I guess they'd lose Shakiri just because he's too expensive. But for me, like, he hasn't... You know, he's been one of the better players, but he's oh, not... Newcastle. ...lifted them out. Newcastle like Carl Dullard. They, they it, shouldn't. De <laughs> should yeah, He's on loan, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think it is a... Obviously, it's a shame when any team gets relegated. But, I mean, maybe we'll come.
3: When, sorry, maybe we'll come back to this later. But about, but I think the the gulf between the the, the lower reaches of the Premier League and the higher reaches of the Championship has kind of compacted a little bit yeah. to, to the stage where it's actually possible to survive in the Premier League with really good, like Chris Wood, Glenn Murray level players. When well, Newcastle yeah. have got a chance, I mean, Huddersfield are an example of that we as well, are
2: Like Huddersfield, Huddersfield have got an appalling squad, and they're probably yeah. going to. I mean, they've got, let's like, say, 50-50 chance of surviving. Yeah. At least I uh, here. That, that's I think what really supremely. what really makes the difference in the bottom half of the Premier League when it comes to staying up is like identity, unity, having an idea, and there's different ways of doing yeah. that. Whether it's Bournem- it's kind of Eddie Howe's Bournemouth or Sean Dyche's Burnley or, or Huddersfield, but as long as there's some kind of unity to what you're trying to do. Mm then you'll probably win enough games uh, that it's, it's up, against team, uh, up against teams up against teams who don't know
1: what they're doing which is like the QPR example yeah. or Sunderland or and Swar- we're already seeing it with Darren Moore at West Brom yeah you know he's not trying to like reinvent the light bulb or anything he's just got them playing in a disciplined manner hmm. and and he i guess if if there are players that can't play in a disciplined manner then they're out of the team yeah, that's just yeah. how it is
0: um in, n- in terms of the goal for quite like i mean it's interesting that's happened given what has become the dominant theme in the Premier League of the past f- f- few years—the money from broadcasting—but um, I suppose maybe it's the natural consequence as well of that we've never seen such a concentration of quality at six clubs. Yeah, like I mean, I, after the Stoke game when kind of, on Saturday, we were kind of just you know Id- idly sitting there thinking about and discussing discussion up on Twitter whether Shakiri's in the best eleven to ever get relegated. And then you start going through it and most of the players I would have picked for it were basically from kind of pre two thousand five. Which I was like, Ravinelli there was and some and amazing King players at uh, yeah, lower at uh, lower sides. Atelio Lombardo.
2: Yeah. Better good players used to be more evenly spread out yeah. right through the league. And and this actually speaks to what we were talking about the other day when we said how there is you can't like you can't say that Manchester City are twenty this Manchester City team is twenty percent better than Manchester United ninety nine because of their points total. Because current manchester city have a like uh disproportionate Financial advantage yeah. over the other nineteen teams in the Premier League in the way that nineteen ninety nine Manchester yeah, United yeah. didn't. Yeah, like United ninety nine were on a much more even footing in terms of money and therefore like aggregate player quality mm. yeah. compared, compared to the rest. If of you have
3: if you're one of the big six, you basically start the season on sixty points, and it's it's your your games yeah. against yeah. The, rest of the big six and, and possibly a couple of yeah. others. That, Which is
2: that, what makes the Mourinho season like one of the most amazing things ever to happen in the Premier League. Yeah, and one of the best stories ever.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a capitulation of it. Um, do you think it, it's because the, the the top six basically have got the, all these extra revenue streams, and ba- everyone else, the, the bottom fourteen, they get a huge amount of money for the TV deals. But roughly, their revenues are all kind of the same. Like you know, then there's not much separation between the rest of the teams mm. in terms of what they're bringing in because matchday revenue can only obviously be so much. Um, their commercial revenues are like okay, but and every club that size is trying to get a uh, a bigger commercial deal, obviously a better sponsorship deal. but And, and the, the the influence of parachute payments as well. Yeah, and you've got Derby, kind of Derby, Villa, Middlesbrough are in the playoffs. Now they're all teams that have been recently relegated and kind of are a solidly there. They're still on the parachute payments. Fulham, are Fulham's pay parachute payments oh. expired? They must have done. Uh, Well, 2014 they went down, is it? So this might be the last season of the smaller parachute yeah. payments. Mm. But you know, you look at the top half of that championship table and obviously they're going to be ex- ex- not, a of Premier League clubs but yeah, a club. But yeah, and League that's what it, and it does feel like that because Aston Villa, yeah, are a Premier League club to me, you know, yeah. in, in, in ways. Um Wolves coming up. Wolves don't it doesn't kind of offend me that they're in the Premier League. Middlesbrough, they've got, you know, a big side. Who who who
3: would it offend you that they're in the Premier <laughs> League? Um, <laughs>
1: well, you know, they get uh, they get beaten every week. They'd be one of the smallest teams ever to come in the Premier League and they weren't that far off the playoffs this year, were they?
2: No, they came seventh, I think.
0: They, they, they must be mo- uh, one of the most prominently known teams in Millwall that have never been in the top division. Yeah, Have they never been yeah, in the top division haven't. at all? No. That's Very interesting. No, no, like, they, they, they were in, in the late 80s. Oh, you, of course, yeah.
3: George, George Graham, but never in the Premier League.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is all, all that matters, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, but since like, <laughs> 1992. Their average, I mean,
2: it's been better this year because they've been doing better, but mm. in recent years, their average gate's kind of hovered around ten to 12,000 a lot of the time and I previously like up until this <coughs> season I always thought the issue with Millwall was that you know the, the the money in the championship makes it very hard for them to be competitive in the championship yeah. like they're really they're a kind of big league one team but in the championship they find it difficult and so for them to to flirt with the playoffs like they have done this year up against you know when you've got Aston Villa who will happily pay 10 million pounds for
1: Jonathan Kodija yeah. and yeah. pay players 50k a week is remarkable tiny catchment area though that's the thing, yes. Because they're kind of hemmed in by by West Ham to one side and Charlton, Char- Palace. And, and Palace. But really, also Arsenal and Chelsea. You know, anywhere in South London, Arsenal and Chelsea are, are big. Really hard club. to get to, and Manchester United. It,
3: it's uh, it's okay, from and it's it's pretty hard to get to from any anywhere in South London. Yes,
2: yeah, from London G. Bridge, it's easier it? to get to than Crystal Palace. Not for, Pal- not for me, not for me. Well, Crystal, yeah, but I mean, that's
3: got a massive, like that's got a massive sort of catchment area, the whole Croydon mm. area. It's, it's, not, it's oh, not sorry. Do you mean to get to the game? Or yeah, d- to get to the game. But also that, that has an impact on, you know, obviously where the fans want to come to the game. Mm. That has an impact on hospitality and corporate, yeah. you know, take yeah. takings.
1: Mill do make a lot of money from randomly from filming at their stadium. It's like the go to, oh, we need to shoot a thing at a football stadium. We'll do it at the Den because it's close to London. And it's it looks pretty generic, doesn't it? It's just the sight lines are quite
3: good. Basically, that whole the, the big car park you you get you get a, a really like big, wide, unimpeded view of the uh, of the stadium. Yeah. It's like the Paddy Power thing, wasn't it? The Paddy Power did film the um, you know kind of the generic stadium there. But, but that yeah. is twenty
2: minutes walk from my flat?
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you want to prove that we've gone uh, incredibly <laughs> off topic? We are <laughs> talking about why Millwall Stadium <laughs> is so good for filming television shows. Uh, we can't really preview the weekend, which is what we wanted to do. Uh, the relegation into yeah kind of battle this weekend because we don't know because of the Tuesday Wednesday Thursday fixtures we don't know how it's going to shake out we don't know where we're going to be on Sunday it could be dead Um,
3: could be seven live games could be none
1: tonight spoiler alert this is being filmed uh, recorded on a Tuesday tonight Jack Pitbrook set to my right will be at the big one yeah Swansea Swansea Southampton
2: I think my first game at the Liberty Stadium this season I think the last time I went there was Manuel Pellegrini's last game as City Manager Uh, a, a draw which cons- which confirmed fourth for City. It was the day of the old Trafford bomb scare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The last day of the 2015-16 season. Very so you were very busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I certainly was. <laughs> A um, graceful man, Manuel Pellegrini. Uh, Much missed. But yeah, it's it, I mean <laughs> so I'm I, I'm looking forward to it. I think I mean this this is going to look incredibly stupid when you hit you listen to this after the game, but Instinctively, I guess I think Southampton are going to win. Yeah, so do I. Like, Saints have been playing well recently. They obviously, they, beat, they won last Saturday. They should have won against Everton this weekend.
0: Actually, given they're playing uh, record-chasing City on the last day, despite the a against Huddersfield, there's an argument that Southampton need to win tonight. Yeah. They um, have to, yeah. Yeah.
2: But I do kind of feel like Swansea's bounce has been and gone. Yeah, that's like, true. Well, I was they're, spe-
0: playing, they're playing Stoke on the last day. Yeah, but. I,
2: don't I mean, know, that, that the <sighs> if they've got pressure on them, it might be hard. Mm. Like, I was speaking to one. Swansea play recently and he was saying that Carvalhal, he's great but it's all about it's kind of about belief and confidence it's not he's maybe not as good a kind of technical coach as Paul Clement was who was very good at uh, all the training ground stuff but the problem with you know like motivational led coaches like Slav and Bilic is that it wears off yeah and I kind of fear looking at I mean you know I haven't been watching all of Swansea's games but looking at them from afar, I kind of get the impression that, well, that might have worn yeah, off. It,
0: sorry, sorry. So, in, the, in terms of that, like the motivational thing, off, I wonder, like, we're sort of wearing it off. It needs to be a kind of choice moment, which is apparently why Klopp's motivation works so well, particularly for European games and that. Because, I mean, if you think about it, the opposite side of it, if you're in an office, not that ours is, that is a, a bollocking culture. So, like, in terms of, like, so if you do anything wrong, you get, suddenly you get, you just get an, a complete earful for you know twenty mm-hmm. minutes, and like w- when you get it that regularly, you know it's one of those things oh here we go again and, and you kind of just tune out as you, as you get embolocked and I imagine it's the same if you, if or the the flip side is if it's just kind of a manager who purely works on motivation in that way that hmm. eventually it's just noise in the background
3: i the impression I get from Carvalhal
0: is that he's uh
3: he's a hes a, a, he's, he's a tr- yeah he's mm. a trainer as much as he is a coach yeah i think he's he's quite uh he's quite heavily influenced by it Victor friday. Victor Frade, you know the, the Portuguese, like Godfather. You know, but but mm-hmm. yeah, oh, the I, king of periodization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm probably one of the. Yeah, I've uh, read that. Rory exactly. Smith piece. Yeah. Did you did you read the book? No. <laughs> did you read the um? Did, 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 did,
2: got, I have. I do own a book about periodisation, but it's by my hero Raymond Farhaem. Yeah, yeah, right. I also I also have that book. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. Like, <laughs> not the only Raymond Farhaem book. I also <laughs> I, own. I also have um. So it's something like Football is supposed to be simple. Hmm. I actually have it in my in my bag, which
3: is at my desk at the moment. For some uh, for some research. Uh, no, I mean the Carvalho book. The book the book that he wrote. Oh
0: really? Oh he wrote a book. Yeah called Tactical
3: no. Periodisation, Developing a Know How.
0: Wow. And, well, and oh. he, he
3: could have goes into real uh, re- really intricate detail about training how, how you plan out a training session and how how a player needs to, you know, physically work. Uh, and there's, there's, I guess there's less in there about how a team tactically worked. So maybe that,
1: after he's been in a job for a while, the other opposition managers just read the book. And <laughs> yeah, maybe they should read out. the book. <laughs> there's, there's,
3: a, there's a really good like chapter about how he... Uh, so he was... He was he Basictas? Was, was, was it Basictas? Yeah. Yeah. And how he's... Yeah. How he's, Jack, the books, yeah preparing for a game against Galatasaray wow. on Saturday. It's basically from, from Sunday to Saturday, what training session, who does what... And how they plan for it, and and what he does every day—it's it's quite interesting. It's it's badly translated, but it's worth it. terms we're looking at someone's done some research.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: well done. The only one in the room, <laughs> clearly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Swansea kind of blew it a little bit. Bournemouth was a winnable game if they got something at Bournemouth, but losing one 0 on Saturday was uh, a, a big blow. Hopefully, Jack tonight's game is is entertaining and sets up. What do we want? We want we want it to set up Stoke Swansea as the big cruncher, but Stoke Stoke it down. Do we? Yeah, so I, 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 that's downs, a, that's a strange game. It would have been nice if it was a relegation decided, like one of those two goes down. There's yeah. a real pathos to seeing two
3: teams both going down in the same game. Uh, Reading QPR. Reading QPR is one of, one <laughs> of my favorite. <laughs> it's one of the best things that ever happened, just because it was so pathetic. <laughs> they, like they so it was one, one nil of them. Nil, wasn't it? Yeah, one of them needed to like whoever won stayed up, I think, and they they drew nil nil.
2: What season was <laughs> yeah. that again? Um, so QPR went, QPR
3: went down in twelve thirteen
2: and in fourteen fifteen. She completely forgotten. About I think that it, was that. F- oh, it was the oh, was it fourteen
3: fifteen? It was the second oh yeah, because Reading went down twenty thirteen. Yeah,
2: it was the second QPR. Was it the first or second QPR relegation? It was the second one. It was the second one. <laughs> but no, but if Reading went down in twelve
0: thirteen. and they haven't been back up since, have they? This is this is absolutely brilliant podcast. Yeah, um, yeah uh, but yeah, very no, it really interesting uh, Was that the on one
2: Reading. where um, was it? But who was it? Was it Josie Bazingua who was like laughing on the bench? <laughs> as they got, or oh Christ. It, it, was, it was one Basingua. of the bad QPR fullbacks.
3: This is the thing about about QPR relegations; they all just kind of blend into one after a while. Yeah, Chris um, But yeah, they both needed to win, and they drew nil nil. <laughs> so QPR the, played one striker.
1: The fixtures this weekend: Burnley, Bournemouth, dead. Yeah. Crystal Palace versus West Brom could be alive if West Brom.
3: No, if uh, if it's a draw if it's tonight. A,
1: no, then they're down. If Swansea and Southampton no. draw, West Brom are relegated.
3: No, that's the only... That that keeps them up.
1: Oh, really? Right, okay. So West Brom have a remote chance, but on the final day, they play Palace, who are obviously a much better team, so difficult. Uh, Huddersfield against Arsenal. Huddersfield are still in the mix?
3: Could be. Depends on how they do at Chelsea.
1: Liverpool, Brighton. Brighton are safe, but Liverpool uh probably going to have to win to guarantee their Champions League spot for next year of course they could guarantee it by winning the whole thing as well Man United Watford is dead
0: yeah Southampton versus Manchester City Could be, well, that City could
2: be the game where City to
0: get 100 points th- that could be yeah, that could be City record chasing and it could be Southampton going down or staying up so God, poor Southampton. That's, 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 really, that's really the game with the most on it isn't it Newcastle Chelsea well, well I booked that I
1: Newcastle Chelsea not dead because Chelsea no. chasing and that Chelsea or Chelsea yeah. Swansea Stoke is likely to be alive um, Spurs-Leicester could be could be very very alive
2: yes if Spurs could Spurs could screw that up couldn't well they?
1: they lost to West Brom at the weekend mm. I mean, what do we make of that loss to West Brom anything, anything to read into it or is it just a?
0: it does really feel as if Spurs' season has been <laughs> killed by the FA Cup okay. derailed yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: and very possibly the the revelation that Daniel Levy owns more than most of the players
2: yeah I saw that Someone yeah the since that is poor yeah They've collapsed since
3: then. They've thing. not had a. There's not been a good performance, really, since then.
1: How do you think that? Do you think, do you think that genuinely plays into it? Do you reckon there is something to that? No, I think
3: I don't think I think it it contributes to a mood, and and I think when when your dressing room is so heavily dependent on mm. moods,
0: it's quite well it's quite odd, and I mean football is quite bizarre. That of sums up the bizarreness of football as an industry in that sense. I mean, I mean, surely Daniel Levy, as the kind of ultimate figure of the club, should be running the money. makes
1: the club chunks of that's money. How, yeah, he that's makes not, the club yeah, so uh, much. That's so how much organizations money. like in the real world it, operate. Exactly. Isn't it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it it is odd. The problem I think in, in these uh, circumstances is not usually like the players hit the players hear it and like like, oh that's a lot of money, whatever. It's more that the agents get annoyed and the agents yeah. get in the players' ear going, well like well Levy's earning all this money, so we know I mean, they can it's afford it's it. Leverage, yeah, we yeah. know they can afford it. So should we give that to you? Yeah. Particularly
2: and given that, that they're the ones who negotiate with Levy and say, exactly. Well, I think my, my my client is obviously worth double what he's paid and then comes up back with a kind of an offer of an extra four thousand pounds a week. <laughs> uh, but, but that's
1: really no. you know if an agent is telling a player, saying maybe. to a player, like I think you're worth <laughs> more than this, you could earn more than this, the player's not gonna go, Well, well, I'm happy earning what I'm earning yeah. now. You know, so it's the the fact that the news was out there has probably uh destabilised Spurs because it's got into the hands of everyone else rather yeah. than just if the players knew on their own in a vacuum I don't think it would necessarily be a problem no it's
3: probably what Poch would refer to as like like negative energy or <laughs> something like that right.
1: and, and it there's it been, there's been like quite a bit energy of that energy, yeah. yeah like so
3: the going out of Europe the FA Cup defeat um, like the, all, all the older Veyrold Willy Won't He stuff mm. it's just kind of over the course of the season they've piled up and, and so you know the, the dream of of maintaining this really cohesive positive frame of mind just just kind of and,
2: and I think I agree and I think Spurs a bit like a bit like Atletico Madrid or any kind of over cheat team are especially dependent on that kind of like we're all in this together vibe um and that is you know that for example is why Pochettino has to freeze out any player who suggests he doesn't want to be there anymore yeah yeah like Walker oh, last Kane year stuff. or and oh, yeah. or World and Rose and that, you know, but as soon as you, c- you can freeze out one player who doesn't want to be there. But when the whole team are like, hold on a second, this isn't fair. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to start looking elsewhere.
0: Then that's when you've got a bigger problem, which is harder to solve. Mm. It's a bit weird when now at Spurs now. Like, just as a are about to move, going to the new stadium and all that. They could have done with how they ended last season now. Last season was such a positive vibe. They finished yeah. second. and it Destroyed it, it, Leicester, which they yeah, could yeah. Um, And now it's all just a bit like, so, and suddenly, the, you know, just it's quite abruptly come. But now there's going to a slight sense of ooh have they hit a ceiling? Should pot, like what's going to happen with potch? Uh um, that, And that
3: weird comment about whether whether or not he's yeah. here next season.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I, I I put that down to contract negotiations. Where the Kane stuff is more concerning, just because you obviously read the story in the Times about uh, England being concerned that Spurs rushed him back mm-hmm. and that he his recorded sprints weren't up to the same levels yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, without Kane operating at at full capacity obviously Spurs aren't as good a team Uh, but the big question that that everyone's asking around the country is uh, will this affect England's World Cup bid?
3: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does They charge you a lot, we charge you a little So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Uh, I think what will most affect England's workup is the lack of a midfield uh oh, Ruben loftus cheap mate so I don't know what you're
1: talking about there all the lack of defense or goalkeeper
0: it's, yeah My, I I was actually quite optimistic about England's uh, well I said that as an Irishman England are the eighth uh, best yeah. team there it's desperate. West Brits yeah yeah uh, like I th- I thought England would do well around November and now I don't think so that so much
2: Oxlade is a big miss yeah 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 it's a big miss He's one of the few English players who is playing really well the second half of this yeah. season.
0: No, to, to be fair, on, on the Kane point, like once you have a player like Kane on the form he's has been in for most of the last three years, in a, especially in a tournament like a goal, yeah, something it makes such a difference. So if he's on bad form, now, just kind of just further tug away what. And also, if it's just in, an, if they're in this situation where it is the
1: Spurs things kind of tailing off, but. Being in Russia with England will be a completely different yeah. environment for the player. You know, I think
0: mentally you're in a different space. He, he's, he's, he's not set up for the uh, we before the the, be- the Beckham dynamic. Mm-hmm. He's got you know he's had a bit, bit of a bit of a rough time recently. you gonna come into the team and determine, do well, and then there'll be another. <laughs> then it'll end with some some negative. Did anyone catch the um, Classico on Sunday? Um, we were on our way back from Arsenal. Yes. I yes. Half watched it.
1: One of the best Clasicos in a while basically but it, it was uh, it was just a terrible refereeing performance that's all and the game meant nothing except Barca well, I don't know Barca so. trying to go for the season yeah. unbeaten but I mean it was it was just great but like it was peak sort of shithousery mm. like Sergio Roberto got sent off for Marcelo elbowing him basically uh, and the ref just lost control mm. the challenges are flying in It's like
3: often the best games are the ones with nothing riding on them West Brom 5 Man United
1: 5 um like the entire League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but every, like every Classico kind of does get bogged down in this, like, it means so much. Like, it's so yeah. important. And, like, both teams played like they didn't care. It's, it's never a bad game, though. Come on, like. No, no, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was actually, like, one of the most entertaining look, things. Look at last Look
0: se- at last season's was brilliant. And that was when they're both going for the title. Barca needed to win. And Messi, last minute winner. Well, the, the
1: annoying thing was, this was supposed to be. Like the second to last game of the mm. season, title decider. At the start of the year, when the fixtures came mm. out, I thought this was going to be like brilliant. Yeah. Instead, it's like Barça won
0: the, the title. It, it actually, distance.
3: it doesn't. That doesn't often go to the last
1: day.
0: I mean, occasionally it does, I but sp- it's been more more than usual. More, I think in the last few seasons, it's,
1: it's been like less than three points for the last three yeah. years in a row. I mean, it's just uh, you. What you'll never probably get back what that, that by uh, but sorry Barça Atletico the final day yeah. when Atletico won the title at the new Camp. I mean, that's just a you know when the fixture list combines with everything that plays out in front of it
3: wouldn't be allowed in the premier league of course i don't know if you saw what sort of story that they, they don't let top 6 teams play each other in the yeah. final in the final because, well, because of potential,
1: potential for uh, what? it's crap i mean what terrible idea that is it's,
0: it's safety isn't it? safety concerns
3: um no it's because they don't want to depress attendances at the other games when the they don't
0: want too many people watching because
3: there's all all 10 games are on simultaneously and if there's if there's two top 6 Teams playing against each other say like a Chelsea Liverpool playing against each other. Yeah. They think that that's going to affect attendances at, at the, some of the smaller games.
0: The, 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 the weird thing, I, the last day of the season, I think, is the is the one day where you kind of almost you you don't want to be at a match because it's, it's a better experience when you're watching it at home mm-hmm. and like you're in that situation where suddenly oh, like. Th- and we've had a goal. Uh, that's St. Andrews. And yeah. the Birmingham <laughs> City fans are in tears. <laughs> yeah, that's you you want to see the crying children. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's the best too. match of the day of
3: the season, where they, yeah. they kind of they kind of interrupt yeah. a match, and they're like, yeah. right, we're, we're going to go back to the Hawthorns now.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Well, That happened the other day, um,
1: the championship final day. I don't know if any of you watched, it, watched that. I know you're a big championship fan, Miguel. Um, Birmingham, yeah. Birmingham City smashed Fulham. <laughs> Birmingham City smashed Fulham, which means Fulham miss out on the playoffs. Mm. Birmingham stayed up. Bolton stayed up with an 89th-minute goal, which is...
3: 2-1 down, needing to win in the last sort of five minutes.
1: Like, they, they they stayed up with the lowest ever points total to in the championship. Um, so that meant Burton went down, sorry, um, and Barnsley Honestly. went down with Sunderland. So in the playoffs, we're going to have, as we said earlier, Fulham, Derby, and then the other one is Villa, Middlesbrough. So out of those four teams, I think we discussed the other week, you want Fulham because it's more convenient for you. That was Jack Jack said, that. Oh, I might have that was that definitely it. you that said yeah. that. Um, and it's true, though. We all agreed on that. But I think the, the you'll probably go to at least one of those games, Jack. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go to one in London. <laughs> <laughs> <Not, not, laughs> <not>, uh, go <going laughs> to Middlesbrough. Yeah. I mean, Fulham... Middlesbrough I mean, Villa. Also. Never is
2: in in really interesting because Fulham... I mean, Fulham are, football-wise, probably as good as Wolves. they actually battered Wolves when they played mm. fairly recently at Craven Cottage. Uh, you know they've got a, f- a really good team. They play great stuff. They're top of all the passing stats and everything. Kearney's brilliant. Cessonion's brilliant. And yet there is kind of this con- lingering concern about Fulham. Like they've got a terrible playoffs record. I think they've never, they've never been successful in the playoffs ever. Um, there's like lingering concerns. Derby's in great. About true about mentality and leadership. I think Tim. I think it was Tim Ream who was quoted as saying that they shit the bed. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and i I can say that because it's a quote mm. um in the game against birmingham um so yeah you you do kind of i don't know I wouldn't having spoken to a few Fulham fans over the weekend, I know that they are extremely
3: unconfident about this and and the like the way that they kind of got into the playoffs essentially a lot of the time you see the team that that was kind of going for one of the top two spots and ends up just missing out has a really Really bad playoffs. To which we
1: should add, sorry, congratulations to Neil Warnock. Uh, yep, Cardiff promoted. So more trips to Wales next year. Yeah, I mean, it,
2: great. <laughs> it'll be fun having them back, just because they're so you know they're so they're, they're different from the you know this kind of identical Premier League teams. It's interesting it's that, that Warnock way can still do it. They, they've got Warnock. Just the fact that you can still do it. Yeah, I mean the problem the problem is that they'll be terrible, and then in Christmas they have any a decision to make about whether or not yeah. to sack him and replace him with.
0: Tony Puelo, he's, like, he's, he's Mick McCarthy that way, isn't he? He's, yeah. uh, he's, just, he's the ultimate championship manager.
3: You know those players that are basically not good at like too good. Cameron Jerome, yeah, Cameron Jerome, right? Rob Hulse Darren Huckerby, Darren Huckerby. You know, like, we will um, Rob Earnshaw, you know. Colin Cole, Neil Warnock is one of those. Is yeah. I, th- I think there there are certain coaches that are that are of that level as well.
2: Completely, yeah. And that's not a and that's not a criticism. That's. I mean he's very good at what he does and that is an inc- incredibly lucrative skill to have being able yeah. to take like how many teams spend millions throw millions at trying to get into the Prem and can't do it yeah. we can also, lo- then we if, can if, also if, look forward to lots of uh, people on Twitter saying Vincent Tan I don't know why he just reminds me a bit of a Bond villain <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it is but he just reminds me of a Bond <laughs>
0: villain and not really see why that's problematic actually if you're um, if, if thing, I suppose the thing with Warnock if you're a championship club who want to kind of have that broader identity you probably can't employ Warnock, can you?
2: Well, the interesting thing would be a team or a club de- deciding to get Warnock in and then just sack him. Well, yeah. not sack him, but give him a big uh, payout on promotion and hmm. go and get generic, Portu- like a g- standard-issue Portuguese coach Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, for when you're in the Prem. Hmm. Do you think um, there's something in... Uh, I remember, I saw someone wrote this the other day. It was after our, uh, Let's Go knocked out Arsenal um, from the Europa League with ease, which was also since we last spoke on the podcast. Um, teams yeah. won't go for defensive coaches like Simeone because they're too preoccupied with the brand and this whole concept of entertainment but Diego Simeone is probably one of the top three managers in Europe or the world yeah. right now and do you think the same applies to like even now in the championship you're getting this where teams feel like they have to impress with incredible attacking football and stuff and entertaining football where people like Warnock and people like Daish have shown that you don't need to do that, to it, it's mattering more and more.
0: Even I, I mean, I heard a story the other day that one of the reasons that ultimately Wenger is going is because of disquiet that was put to him about that uh, some some of some of the club have been concerned about the fact that they were relegated on American TV that they, their, their matches weren't as prominent, but there were, there were empty seats. So uh, uh, tying into all that, I suppose that the brand you have and the sense of the it's this is entertainment is becoming more and more important
1: because i actually can't see why anyone would hire tuchel over simeone for example Mm. um i know that supposedly i i appreciate that tuchel does seem to have some sort of like wired in genius and he's uh plays attractive pressing football and that's very kind of in vogue right now Mm but what Diego Simeone has done over the last few years is is exceptional and he continues to be a, a brilliant coach in terms of coaching and defense. Like he's had different pieces in that defense and that team yeah. throughout the years but they still, year in, year out, are, are the best defense in Europe for me.
0: So like, I, I, I do wonder though how does he, does he himself need to be at a specific type of club Someone that, a kind of a, a defined club, if you know what I mean. Well, he
1: ne- I think he needs to be the figurehead of the club, basically. Yeah. I think that whoever hires him, you need to be able to be willing to go with what and he And some
2: wants. clubs and fan bases are more amenable to that kind of underdog football than others. Yeah. Like, that's why Mourinho at United doesn't work. Yeah, because yeah. Because United fans want them to play proper football. Mm-hmm. Uh, where And that, I think, is probably the, also the case with Arsenal. Like, why Arsenal fans, you know,
3: most Arsenal fans wouldn't probably want Simeone. But Burnley will put up with it. And Brighton them, it? and Huddersfield will <laughs> yeah. put up with it, and Stoke fans put up with it until they didn't, and it was their downfall. And West Brom fans put up with it until they stopped putting up with it, and then that was kind of their downfall. And because maybe they get
0: bored of it.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they get bored of it. Mm. But I think Chelsea and Simeone for me is is probably the best fit in the Prem. I, I think
0: I, I can't think of any well, other. Robin team. And Roman wants to get away from that.
1: He does, but <laughs> but he, he wants to get away from a good manager. Like what? Like he's the best. Uh, Who's better than Simeone? Who's a better manager than Simeone? Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But he's taken. Um, I'd agree I'd on Guardiola. Maybe he's also taken. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think Simeone has ch- obviously achieved more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'd probably have to say Simeone, wouldn't you? Although I'd Simeone's I'd
2: kind of done what Pochettino hasn't been able to do, which is not just over like overachieving yeah. is one thing with limited resources, but. You know, actually, got actually, actually, actually they and won. Then, the, they won then won the crossing league. the line, yeah. and winning uh, the, La, the the La Liga, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the Europa League, yeah. or whatever else they've won. What yeah. a, a cop of array, two Champions League finals. Yeah, Maybe no. probably, sorry, probably another Europa League this year.
3: I put Klopp on Simeone's level.
1: Yeah, no, I, no, I can see it's fair enough. But what but the, actually,
0: the, we we could have the thing of even though Klopp obviously done well, he's won two titles with uh, with uh, Borussia Dortmund. Although as one prominent figure in the European game argued. Uh, that was when Bayern were shit uh, privately, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is bit, which is very harsh. Uh, but I mean, I wonder is it the same thing with Klopp as Pacino at the Moment that they've got to start producing all this impressive football. They've got to, they it can't just be a process all the time. There now has to be tangible end product. There has to be trophies on on, on the table. And Jack, that that's I mean that league title in 2014 is probably given the modern game is one of the great feats of. Uh, and o- I
1: mean, also, you know, he picked them up in the relegation zone. As yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> when
0: they hired him, they were in the relegation zone. Yeah, like to, to D- drag Bar- them all the way out. up the table. Yeah,
1: overtakes mm. Barcelona around Madrid to win the league. He's winning European trophies. What he's won domestic trophies. I don't understand why there aren't English clubs going all out, everything possible to get him, mm. L- or like a Bayern Munich, Although or had, anyone, or I,
0: PSG. I had heard though, like when so when certain English clubs have kind of tried to sound him out, he hasn't expressed that much willingness to work in England.
1: Yeah, he's more. He's mm. keen to go to Serie A, isn't
0: he? Let I was
3: him. talking to some of the Spanish journalists out in um, Madrid, and, and and they just said he he is not interested in going anywhere else. He just he's he loves Atletico. It's a good fit for yeah, him. Uh, Inter is the other one. Yeah. It's a great fit for him. They, he
1: he's mm. said about Inter and Lazio before. You know, he's talked about it. I, I think he does need to have that affection for the club yeah. that he's going to. But you'd be amazed at how you can make someone have some affection for you if you throw fifteen million pounds <laughs> at them a year. Um, that's very painful, <laughs> especially if it's Would in, it's you in coinage. Would die if you got hit with fifteen million pounds. Well, yeah, it depends. Like in one p coins. coins. In, in coins, yeah. yeah in you're, coins, you'd that. Well, yeah, you'd you'd, you'd die. In fifties, <laughs> in fifties though, you could suffocate. In bundles, pounds. are they are they bundled up? Yes, taped.
3: What what what's the thickness of the bundles? Like you're, you're sort of who wants to be they're, a millionaire millionaires? They're five k. Okay, bundles. fifteen million. Yeah. All right, and a bundle of fifty pound notes. Say like say say maybe like two thousand pound in a bundle. Yeah, it's like 20, probably like 20 grams, you reckon? In, a, what, in one in one bundle?
1: Yeah, probably. Not that okay, heavy.
3: so that is 750 of those bundles. You wouldn't die.
1: Get a bruise.
2: It'd knock <laughs> you over. Would all the bundles be like strapped, <laughs> like
1: taped up into a mega bundle, like a big brick? Oh. Yeah. Are we talking one yeah, mega bundle? Well, uh, yeah. to enact this, I'm guessing you'd have to have all the money in sort of a cube shape. Dangling from a, a rope, and someone would have to just release it, <laughs> and it would have to swing towards you, and like, yeah, it might knock you back, but you're not going to die. Why would they do that? Because you've just been offered the, the, the job that Tiago Simeone going to get. <laughs> but so, what? someone's not following
0: the conversation. <laughs> you you, you didn't ask the question, you know. Well, I just I just said it. I just said
3: it would be painful, but I, I now now we've kind of moved. From the realm of the conditional into, into the, like the, the
0: farcical, the you know, <laughs> the
3: like the, the worryingly hypothetical, it's uh,
0: you don't get this on Guardian Football Weekly or Guardian Football Weekly Lite. <laughs> no, I mean, all, all you get is, is
1: internal warring, which we managed to avoid. Um, uh, <laughs> might well have that comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello to all the fellow listeners of <laughs> Guardian Football Weekly. Um, I think we I, all I've just got, love football. I've got no more uh, football to talk about. Oh, uh, well, I,
0: we should put, I mean, what about Fergie? It looks like he's in there. Well, fortunately, in it looks health. like he's all right. Is
1: he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was literally the the nightmare scenario I feared for years and years in this game is when you're like on the twenty four seven news cycle and you just don't want Fergie or Wenger to die at the worst possible moment. And then when I started getting texted, the other was it Saturday? Yeah. So yeah, it was 6, 6, 6, yeah. It was, it was six p.m. That remember? Well, the, the, fir- the, well, the first reports were very concerning first reports were very concerning There's that he's in he's in hospital Darren Ferguson had to miss Doncaster's game he was in hospital uh with there's been reported as like a bleed on the brain which is obviously very concerning but you spoke to a neurologist no uh, via that, Ken. Was,
0: that was uh, oh yeah yeah sorry sorry you yes. spoke to a
1: neurologist who suggested that um because they'd said the operation had already happened and gone very mm-hmm. well While the, while those hemorrhages are dangerous the fact that they'd said that Suggested that he was out the woods.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they look. They, it was good prognosis.
1: And, and then today they said he's he's talking and yeah. and fine. So
0: I, do, I think there was one story. Uh, again, it was isn't necessarily. But one of the first questions he asked was basically how uh, how Doncaster got on, his well, son's team,
1: which is nice. Um, obviously, all the best to to Sir Alex and his family. I think uh, the. Uh, I mean, I. I managed to stay away from it but I didn't see much shameful clickbaiting of that which uh, would make a change. Uh but I think uh Sir Alex going the day before uh Wenger's big farewell would have been too much for a bank holiday weekend I think we would have It was a quite imploded.
0: it good uh, Wenger actually before he said anything. Oh yeah ign- we should get this out of the way
1: because you really liked this, didn't you? How was the big Wenger farewell at the Emirates?
3: Good, yeah? I found it I found it quite emotional. Yeah, it was a t- uh, but but a weird mix of emotions, not purely sadness. There was a
0: which other emotions? Uh, excitement, I think. Like there is a bit of that at Arsenal, yeah. There are kind of, there now a lot of excitement amongst Arsenal fans.
3: There's, I think, people just. <laughs> I look
2: forward to that. Oh, sorry, sorry, to cut across you. That's going to utterly dissipate on about the 13th of August when they're <laughs> two, when they're two 0 down to uh, promoted Middlesbrough. I can walk. Having night. appointed Brendan yeah. Rodgers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be lots of people screaming. Brendan, get out of our club. Fraud! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: Johnny. What were you saying? Emotional. Uh, day. Okay. I can't remember. Uh, but that, that uh, apparently, I've uh, also heard that is exactly why. Well, not exactly why. Uh, but uh, the, all of this is why Arsenal are very conscious of the need of uh, for an appointment that excites the fan base again. So, I which is why I'll be surprised if they go for one of the more esoteric choices. The problem is. Allegory is probably the, the kind of only. Just w-
3: excite the fans.
0: Yeah. But well, like, And to Unite the fans as well Dua Lipa <laughs> isn't she? <laughs> she's performing today Yeah Or I mean, she, 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 audition in many ways I, I literally hadn't heard of her before today You haven't so heard of Dua Lipa? No Jesus
1: Christ <laughs> I've heard of But I couldn't name Gen- Genuinely I, I couldn't name a single one of his or her or their <laughs> songs You must know she's New Rules new you, you will know New Rules yeah, I know Rita Ora well, I've well, heard
3: of Rita Ora Don't, don't know, pick up the know, phone on on you, know, you know Colin Coates drunk and alone To Don't
1: be his <laughs> friend Oh yeah I know that Yeah that one right that one yeah
2: we were gonna round off the podcast by talking about um uh grimes
3: dating elon musk where are we fucking hell i mean so right so do you know when when like there's a girl or boy that you know you you like and you fancy or you know and they don't go out with you but then like to make it worse they go out with some real absolute hammer (laughs) and this is i think this is kind of what's happened with with grimes who is a you know very well-known or no, probably not well-known enough no, for i for don't, you two. I don't <laughs> imagine that miguel and ed have heard of her no but she's dating um elon musk the, the guy who
2: invented paypal yeah, yeah and, and is now trying to become like a space space oh, so sex, d- space d- d- scientist t- d-
0: do you watch westworld yeah. no. no no good program uh, well it's okay actually it's, got, it's gone down a bit but uh, one of the main actresses in that this year in t- talula riley she she married elon musk twice Wow! Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, if
1: you, if you want football talk, you can you can turn off now. We're <laughs> just going to talk about other stuff. While we're in culture corner, this weekend I watched Hunger Games for the first time. The first two Hunger Is Games. Is that culture? Well, <laughs> uh, I didn't realise it was kids' books. I, I thought it was like well serious teen, stuff. teenage
3: fiction. I mean, so, so, yeah, teenage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's y- just
1: it's just <laughs> like a kind of updated Lord of the Flies sort of thing with with some extra autocratic overtones. Yep. Uh, Good. Uh, 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 not as good as it had been built. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, <laughs> I just had it been I built. It like, I feel like it's been built up as this like massive really? thing. All I hear is people referencing the Hunger Games all the well,
0: time.
2: Some some massive things aren't good. Yeah, yeah. Have no. to, I
0: have to say, I I'll, there'll, there'll probably never come a point where I want to watch. Okay. Also, Marvel Infinity Wars. Yeah, what, what? A, can, another... Ma- camp, can't be ours. They so don't bring out Campy original films. It. It.
1: The bloody Marvel films, just get <laughs> okay. out of my face. Uh, we, could, we could probably end it all now. Um, <laughs> just, just <laughs> one more question. Has anyone ever played Fortnite? Apparently that's popular. No, no. Is that oh. the one
2: that the footballers play? Yes, mm,
1: yes. I, I don't know, I've never never tried it. Adam Hamdani, uh, The Hammer, as he's known, uh, promises it's really good, but well, it's actually, when when,
0: when we beat The Guardian... In a in a seventh football match, Hamdani, the hammer, he, he destroyed someone, didn't
1: he? No, uh, destroyed several people. He mm. was our enforcer. Yeah. Um, bodies everywhere. There were bodies everywhere. He's. he's uh, I can proudly announce we've signed him on a on a full time deal. Okay. Um, so that's the transfer. Announce yeah. Hamdani. <laughs> Have we got any matches against any other media organisations lined up? Uh, yes. Um, although I need to tell you about that off air because I need you to put the final touches to an arre- uh, A little bit of agreement. Uh, And with that, we'll leave because we've not talked about football for a good 10 minutes now. Uh, So to whoever's still listening, thank you very much. We really (laughs) uh, appreciate your patience. Uh, We leave you with one touch by Dua Lipa. (laughs) uh, We will talk next week. That will be the post-season review, etc., etc. Then I guess we need to start looking towards uh, the Mundial this summer, uh, the World Cup in Russia, where we will be doing, I hope, uh, a daily podcast. Um, so that's a nice little easter egg for those of you with the patience and uh, the More grit this. the grit to fight through to the end of this uh, from Johnny thank you very much thanks from Jack thank you good luck tonight uh, it should be a good game and Miguel and thank me you. thank you goodbye